Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode is with Cardwell Thaxton. He's the owner of the Cardwell Thaxton Group. It's a real estate company. And I really loved this episode. He came to us through the PodMax Global event that happens every two months or so. He's one of the guests on the show through that event. And Cardwell is a, a quite a unique person in business because he's been in business for a long time. He understands that business is all about relationships. Now, we're going to be talking about real estate in this episode. But more importantly, Cardwell is going to be sharing some of the insights that you will need to grow your business and be more successful regardless of whatever industry that you're in. I love this episode. You're going to enjoy it too. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. I'm sitting down with someone who we were joking about him teaching me everything there is to know in business. He's going to teach you a thing or two. I have Cardwell Thaxton with me today. He's the owner at the Cardwell Thaxton Group. It's a real estate company. We're going to be talking about real estate. We're going to be talking about business. We're going to be talking about how you can grow your business with some of the insights that Cardwell has applied for his own business. Cardwell, thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Blake. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, meet with you as well as your audience. So, hey, absolutely, man. I'm excited to sit down with you. I, I only wish it could be in person. It's kind of like this. First of all, for the listeners, we're doing this through the awesome PodMax event, uh, mm-hmm. which everyone should be checking out. Make sure you get in for the next event. But now you're you're all the way over in Princeton, New Jersey. Is that right? That's right. My office is in Princeton. Yes. Okay, so I'd have to go a pretty far away. I'm down in Arkansas, so I'd have to go a pr- pretty much half the country for us to grab a cup of coffee and chat. This is yes. the next best thing, I guess. Yes, yes. I was in Arkansas one weekend with uh, uh, my ex-wife. She's actually from there, Little Rock. Yeah, I'm from Little Rock, actually. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully okay. you don't dislike me now. You mentioned ex-wife, so <laughs> I guess <laughs> no. I'm on the wrong foot. I- I don't hold grudges. Okay. Well, <laughs> Not for long well, anyway. <laughs> well, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about you. Tell me, tell me, tell the audience exactly what are you doing with your business? All right. Blake, I'm addicted to real estate. Okay. That's, that's what I'm about. I've been involved in real estate for almost 20 years now. I am a licensed uh, residential real estate appraiser. I am a realtor. And I'm a, a, a small part-time investor in real estate. So that's what I'm all about. I, I love it. I love it. I am um, just uh, a little mad at myself for waiting so long to jump into the investor uh, part of it. But hey, you live and you learn and you grow, hopefully, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what it's all about. I'm addicted to real estate, man. 
So how has real estate changed a bit in the last 20 years or especially with COVID? I mean, we're still, I feel like every episode I do on the podcast, I'm like, yes, COVID is still a thing. Like for people who listen to this, you know, a year down the road or something. Uh, what What's going on in the real estate game? Well, as far as COVID affecting my appraisal business, there are some people who need appraisals or want appraisals because interest rates are so low right now and people are refinancing. All right. I mean, just interest rates are just rock bottom. Uh, and of course, you need an appraisal. Uh, some of them I can do what's called a drive-by appraisal where I don't have to come in. But most of them, I do have to do uh, a full appraisal. So I do have to come in the house. Uh, in the beginning of this thing, people were skittish about having a stranger come in. But of course, I have a mask. I have gloves. So uh, you don't have to worry about me touching anything. I remember the first week or so. Uh, people would meet me at the door with masks and gloves, you know, <laughs> and then they would go outside while I came inside. Sure. So, but now they were like, okay, this guy's gloved up. He has his mask. Yeah. I, I, I set it up in the beginning, you know, turn on the lights and everything so I don't have to touch switches and open doors and try not to ha touch handrails, things like that, so you don't have to fumigate the place once I leave. Um, so, as far as the appraisals, we've kind of fallen into a, um, a thing now where everyone is kind of comfortable with me coming in because we know how to, how to act now. They're masked up. I'm masked up. I'm gloved up. The whole deal, we know how to act. Now, as far as the real estate market itself in Jersey, there's not a lot of inventory. I mean, people are buying houses. It doesn't seem to have affected. Uh, you talk to most of the realtors around here. We have more buyers than we have sellers. It's mm. just, it's, it's, a, it's crazy. People are bidding up properties. You'll list your property and say, I don't know, a hundred thousand, and end up selling it for one fifteen, one twenty. It's just crazy right now in the residential market. Now, of course, the commercial market is a little different. Uh, a lot of properties are just sitting there. Uh, yeah, talking residential. I mean, what's so? What's going on there? Because I mean, I have a uh, I have a title company as a client, and they were telling me they're doing more business now than they've ever done. They've been around for, for decades yeah. ever done in the history of their company. This is a bit interesting to think about because all, all we ever really hear about right now with COVID is that no one's buying uh, business isn't happening. And yet, you know, you mentioned that the market's really hot residentially. I just mentioned the title company. What do you think is going on? It, it's not clear. It's really not clear. Why? <laughs> That's what our realtors, we're all asking ourselves. And where can we find the inventory? Uh, it, it's amazing how people are bidding these prices up. I was talking to a realtor last week, and, and she was flabbergasted. Uh, her buyer offered $20,000 more than the property was listed for. She thought he, he was a little crazy, and he still didn't get the uh, bid. Mm. All right? Someone offered $25,000 more than it was listed for. She was just amazed. And you're hearing stories like this all the time. So I am not sure, really, and I'm not sure you can find anyone in this business that really understands why are people scooping up so many houses, residential properties. Yes, it, one thing it, it, may, it may go right back to the fact that the interest rates are so low. We yeah, may not yeah. see interest rates in our lifetime again this low. I don't know. This seems well, to be the time. Now you got me thinking about refinancing. I'm like, man, I, better, I probably should jump on this train. You probably should. Yeah. Honestly, you probably should at least explore it. Uh, yeah. When you have rates under 3% and people are getting two and a half and, 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 and less in some cases, 
at least explore it, Blake. You could be saving some money or at least accelerate paying off the house. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Get you know, getting away from you know me just hijacking your time for advice on my house. <laughs> you said that you love uh, real estate. What what do you love about it? What got you into this business? Ah, that ex-wife I told you about. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, I brought her up again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she was in mortgages. This was years ago. Well, like I said, uh, almost 20 years ago. And uh, she was in mortgages. She thought she may want to become an appraiser. A lot of people look at the appraiser when they come to the house. And they think, okay, but well, this person, this seems easy. You come in, you look at some things, you go back, and then you tell me what you think my house is worth. Um, once they get into it, of course, they realize it. it's not that easy. Coming to your house is the easy part. Uh, but anyway, she uh, started taking classes and things. And she says, you know what? I don't think this is for me, but I think you would like it. You know, you like numbers and things. You should check it out. And I did. And she was right. She was right. I did like it. And I took the class. Now, in Jersey, you can't sit for the license until you've served a apprenticeship. You have to work under someone and accumulate 2,000 hours of, of supervised appraisal work before you can actually sit down for the license exam. All right. That's really the hardest part is finding someone who has the, uh, the makeup to be a good coach and a good manager. Everyone is not a, uh, a teacher. You know, you, we're just not all built that way. So anyway, that was the hardest part was finding a mentor. But I took the class, I found a mentor and got into it. And after a couple of years, I was able to set for the exam and, and uh, get my license and roll out on my own. So I can thank her for that. If nothing else, I can thank her for putting me on this path. Sure. <laughs> and then once, once you got into it, did it just click for you or, or what? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, um, number one, she's right. You do work with numbers. Uh, it did give me an opportunity to have my own business. Uh, I was in sales for for many years, many many years. Uh, prior to that, I worked at the Federal Reserve Board as a as a um, as a programmer, going way back to COBOL. I know these generations now have never heard of COBOL or Fortran, but this was back in the early days, Univac One, <laughs> that sort of thing. But most of my life, I've been in sales, and uh, a uh, a salesperson, that a commission only salesperson, basically is in business for themselves, <laughs> anyway. So, so getting licensed actually gave me the opportunity to have my own business. And that's mm -hmm. one of the great things to me about it is, is being an, uh, a business person or having a micro business. Well, actually, I guess I don't even have a micro business according to the e-myth. Basically, I've created a job for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, and you just, I love, you just referenced e-myth revisited, which is yeah. a fantastic book. If you're listening to this podcast, First of all, you got to go check out Cardwell Thaxton, first of all. Second of all, you got to check out this book, E-Myth Revisited, amazing book for business mm -hmm. owners everywhere. Cardwell, I recommended that book to a business owner who was, his business was failing. And he said, you know, I, I don't feel like this really applies to me. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, it just doesn't really ping for me. And I said, well, it's about not having a failing business, which you have. So... It might be a good one to read again. I don't know, but I love the mission. Yeah. It's a great book. Yeah, yes. It's, um, and, you know, he may not have been ready for what that book was telling him. Sometimes you have to go back. And I find myself now thinking of books that I need to reread. It's been years since I've read them. The 4-Hour Work Week, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, The right. Millionaire Real Estate Investor. Uh, just several books that um, 
it's time to go back and read them. You know, um, so he may not have been ready. So yeah, now, yeah. if he re- if he reads the book again, a, a different person is reading it, and he may be ready for the message. So let's let's dig into what you mean by that, because I I get it, but for our listeners, you know, we're, we're, you're talking a little bit about self development. You're talking a little bit about being in the right frame of mind. Um, how have you grown and developed over the last twenty years in terms of your business acumen? Uh, learning what it is to 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 really be a business person. You could be good at one thing, but it doesn't make you a good business person. <laughs> all right, uh, just because you're a great cook and everyone in the in the family and all your friends are saying you should have a restaurant, doesn't mean you're going to have a successful restaurant just because you're a great cook. You know, they come and go, and there are a lot of people who whose business. Um, uh, just does not grow because they don't know what they're doing. They, they, they've been raised to be an employee, you know? And that, of course, I think that in the beginning, I really had the spirit of an entrepreneur. And I had always, I, I, I'm built to be in business for myself. Even as a kid, I, I had my, my customers, my regulars that I would cut grass for, uh, I would do snow removal in the winter time. I was always hustling. I was always hustling. But the thing that was drilled into my head is you got to get a good education and then you get a good job. Uh, and that's what I heard. And that was the smart thing to do. You get a good job, you get married, you raise a family, et cetera, et cetera. You know? So that's what I did. I grew up in D.C. So a good job in D.C. is working for the federal government. <laughs> So you get a good education, you get good grades, you get out, you get that good government job, and you're set. Hmm. So uh, that was one of the things, Blake, that uh, I think it, it it opened my mind up to when I became a licensed appraiser that, okay, I have an opportunity now to start my own business. you know. And then once I uh, kind of peeled off and became single again, no one was going to suffer. If this thing went down the tubes, no one was going to suffer with me, right? Yeah, the worst yeah, that could happen yeah. is I'd be sleeping in my car and then I wouldn't have to worry about it. Yeah, and you're so, like, I like my car. I'll be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, of course, you, I'm reading business development books, personal development books, um, that sort of thing, and trying to get into the right frame of mind, uh, watching and studying people that are successful, mm-hmm. who are doing the things that I like to do or that I would like to be like. So uh, personal development to me is something that's ongoing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, same thing with business development. There are people out there who, um, who are just amazing as far as this business thing. Gary Keller of the Keller Williams uh, Real Estate Empire. That guy's phenomenal. All right? mm-hmm. Just some of the old books. Jeez, um, um, I, I can't think of my guy. My favorite book all of a sudden now is escaping me. It's the way it goes. Um, uh, <laughs> I can't believe it. But uh, your Norman Vincent Peale books, uh, you know, positive thinking, how yeah, to yeah. win friends and influence people, yeah. uh, the Bible. Yeah, okay. sure. It's amazing. A lot of the stuff that uh, these um, these speakers use, is it's straight biblical. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, it's all biblical, and they just take any mention of God or Jesus out of it and serve it back to people. And people think, "Oh, this is so deep, man. This guy's really smart." I'm thinking, "Dude, it's straight out of the Old Testament. Come on now." <laughs> <laughs> I remember I uh, I can't remember what I had said, but I had given like a little uh, a line of wisdom to someone, and they were like, "Wow, that was really good. Was that is that Confucius?" And I was like, "It 
it's from the Bible, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but it, I can't remember what this, what it was, but it was some like really clever, you know, something. Well, it may have been to whom much is giving, much is expected. <laughs> For some reason, people think that's brand new. It's from Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Uncle Ben from Spider-Man. I'm like, well, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying, really? <laughs> Come on now. That's straight it. out of the Old Testament. I friend. love it. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you this. Er, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, cut you off. Oh, no, I was going to say it, the title came to me. My favorite book is "Think and Grow Rich." Oh yeah. Uh, every couple of years, Napoleon Hill. Read. Yeah, I'll, every I've I've read everything that Napoleon Hill has put out, and every couple of years I'll reread that book. Uh, number one to remind myself it's "Think and Grow Rich." Okay. Uh, the biggest thing right now for me is is getting out of my own way as far as the business goes. You know, getting assistance, getting getting some help, uh, uh, setting up a structure. Because as the uh, as he says in the E Myth Revisited, uh, if you don't have managers, if I can't leave this business for a week with and the business uh, not keep going, then all I've done is create a job for myself. So I really need to focus on getting out of my own way. And, uh, and I love that. And, yeah, that's yeah, great. But Think and Grow Rich, I think that's my number one book. Yeah, and I, I, it's funny because I was talking to someone about that book specifically. And it's, almost, it's interesting because the, the, the positive thinking that's required to do anything, especially grow a business, I mean, it's, it's, it is so imperative to actually grow your business. And yet, it's hard to sometimes really dig into, um, I don't know what to call it, like the art of, of positive thinking, but to really indulge in, okay, what does it mean to have the right mindset, the right frame of mind, only because there's so much fluff out there on how you think. And, and I'm, not, I'm not knocking it. It's, you're, you're so spot on and you've named an incredible book, but it's, it's almost like there's people who really get it and then some people who they don't get it, but they think they get it. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I think that book is coming up on 100 years old now. So I, I didn't, I, didn't he write it in the 30s, the 1930s or something? I can't remember now, but it's coming up on 100 years Well, old. and that's, that's what I love about, I'm actually going to Google it. Um, and that's the same case with, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, how to Win how Friends to, and Influence yeah, People. Yeah, How to Win Friends and Influ- Influence People uh, with Dale Carnegie. Same deal. Um, 1937 is thinking. Okay. Yeah, so these okay. two books that are just, it's incredible you know, the timelessness of it and how people are still pivoting on it, talking about it. Um, and again, definitely for the listeners that you've given us a great book list already that <laughs> you check out. Let me, let me ask you this, um, just cause I know we're, we're coming on the back half of the episode. Oh, I want to ask wow. you about, um, being competitive in business. And the reason I'm honing in on this question is because I know real estate uh, realtors in general, it is a highly competitive field. Uh, the, it's not the, um, most challenging barrier to entry. No. Um, a lot of people even, and, and, and again, not to knock anyone who's in real estate for like a side hustle, but you have people who are in real estate just as sort of like a side hobby to earn some extra cash. And then you have people who are really like, that is my profession. That's my job. That's my business. That's my baby. Yes. Man, how do you stay competitive with so many people out there? Work in your database. That's it. Uh, collecting a database, putting people in that database, and working that database. Uh, staying in touch with people. Mm. Uh, National Association of Realtors, uh, they have statistics on the number of people who do business with the same realtor. 
uh, over and over again. And one of the things that they hear, hear people say is that uh, their realtor was great. They loved their realtor. But eight, nine years later, when it was time to step up, maybe sell this house and or, or actually even uh, 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 suggest someone to a relative or a friend, they didn't use that realtor again because the realtor never stayed in touch. Eight years later, I don't even know if you're still in business. <laughs> eight years later, I don't even know if you're still alive. You know, but the experience was great eight years ago. And yeah, you know, if I knew how to find him, I, I would use him again. Uh, so the main thing is working that database. Mm. I really believe just put people in a database and stay in touch. You, you know, you don't have to spam people, but just stay in touch. It's great if you can remember so, a birthday. Yeah. So, so I didn't mean to interrupt, I didn't interrupt you. Go ahead. I was going to say Facebook is great for you for reminding you of birthdays. Um, and um, I think drawing people into your social media, too. Mm -hmm. But once again, through the database. So if I meet you, you're going into my database, I'm going to gather as much information and just touch you every now and then. Just mm -hmm. touch you every now and then. So hey, I, I know you bought this house, uh, you know, three years ago. You're probably interested in knowing just what's going on right now. Just with you, when you had your aha moment, maybe I should look into refining my house, uh, you know, <laughs> bring that interest rate down one and a half uh, percent or something. You know, if I just touch you, with a with an email saying, "Hey, interest rates now at, at uh, two and three eighths," uh, you know, and this is what the houses that are within the last next two blocks you sold for this. That might be of interest. You don't want to see it every week. You don't, may not even want to know that every month. I'm spamming you now, but just every now and then, I just touch base. It's aha, well, card. Here's something from Cardwell. I wonder what this is. Mm -hmm. uh, we read it real quick, then we delete it or whatever. And say, oh, wait a minute. My sister-in-law is looking for a house. Uh, I, I should give her Cardwell's information or mm -hmm. give Cardwell her information and have him touch base with her, that sort of thing. So it's just kind of staying, just, just staying in touch That's yeah, all. and working that database. And eventually you're going to, you're going to, uh, some people are going to drop away. They're going to say unsubscribe, but uh, eventually you're going to, you're going to find your 100, 200 uh, biggest fans Okay, who are going to suggest business to you, refer business to you, who are going to want to stay in touch, look to you for advice, and that sort of thing. And if, if, um, if you have a database of 100 true fans, I think, and uh, every, I think every month, one or two deals ought to pop out of that. Okay, one or two referrals, uh, even just one referral a month, just from your little database, uh, that, that's potentially 12 sales a year. And if you're in a good market, that that could be a living, mm -hmm. at least if it, even if it's part time, that could be a living right there. So my suggestion is build a database and work that database. Right. Well, and the way what you just said was really funny to me because my dad, what my dad says with like newsletters, emails, things like that is uh, his frame of mind is you're literally letting people know you haven't died, which you joked about that a second ago. But that's literally is, is he's, he's like, yeah, I want people to know I'm not dead because he's going on almost 80 uh, and he oh, still, wow. still wants their business. And so <laughs> like, I'm, I'm touching people so they know I'm still around. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah, that's but great. I, man, I'm, I'm energized by something you just said, and it was true fans. And I love this concept of, of building your true fans, building the people who really love your business. It, it feels like people like, like what you just talked about having, having a database of people reaching out to people, this is a concept, not unlike the concepts that are in these books you just mentioned, 
This is a concept that isn't hard to understand. And yet, business owners everywhere struggle to build, not, and I don't even just even the, the pure mechanics of building a database, but they struggle in building their true fans. They struggle with the intentionality that comes with, hey, it's this person's birthday on Facebook. I'm going to say happy birthday because I, don't, I want them to know that there's even the smallest level of intentionality. Talk to me a little bit about your frame of mind, you know, the way you approach relationships, because obviously you get this and I want to make sure that my listeners get it too. How are you building true fans in your business? Uh, well, once again, it's just, just touching base with you every now and then you call, you might text, uh, you send an email uh, and just how can I help you? I think um, once again, if you want to know how to win friends and influence people, it's just being there for people. All right. Uh, uh, there's an author now, maybe I can't think of a speaker, but he talks about being a go giver, which is straight out of Norman Vincent Peale of uh, winning friends. And, and, and I think Zig Ziglar talks about the, the more you, the more you uh, help people get what they want, they'll help yeah. you get what you want. Right. But once again, it takes it right back to how to win friends and influence people. It's like, how can I help you, Blake? You know, what do you need, Blake? Oh, I know someone that can, uh, that might be able to help you with that, Blake. Let me give you her number, you know? Or look, look I'm going to have so-and-so call you because I think they can do something for you, Blake. So it's just, just being there, just being there for people. And uh, st just staying in touch. I mean, it's really that simple. It, it's not, it, it, it's not a complicated thing. It, it's just staying in touch with people and, and, uh, being willing to give that go giver concept. Okay, mm -hmm. I think I can help you. Let's see. Let's see. I know somebody. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's there's some. You know, it's 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 a frame of mind, I guess, in business too. When you're thinking, how do I give to this person? Knowing, and it's you know, it's going to come back to you positively. Maybe. Hopefully, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It, it may yeah. never yeah. will. May never will. Yeah. Yeah. May never. But. Will. But it feels like it's hard sometimes for business owners to get past that. And, and I don't think it's because everyone's so taking mentality or, or you know, how do I get the sale first mentality, but in a malicious way. But I do think that some business owners cannot separate themselves from how do I get mine right here in the moment and really think about that long game. Because that's what you're talking about. I mean, you're talking about the long game because right now with, for example, with COVID, interest rates are so good. You know, the, the person I'm thinking of isn't, I'm not thinking of my realtor because I haven't really talked to my realtor, but I am thinking about the, the um, mortgage guy I know who ha I've known for the last couple of years, who's reached out a couple of times and who I have a decent relationship with, right? And yeah. so it's, it's, it's in, in, in his way, he's played the long game better than the realtor has, which the realtor yeah. may not care at all, right? And so yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's interesting when you, when you step back and think about how do I play the long game for my business and really grow those relationships and especially those true fans? You know, I think you've nailed it mentioning that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I forget what the numbers, I don't remember statistics and things, but it costs more to get a new customer than it does to, to keep a customer. Totally. Uh, so if you put your energy into that, and, and so many of us worry about, you know, going back to the true fans, so many of us worry about the people who are not our true fans. Like, why did you unsubscribe? You know, I see so-and-so unsubscribe or, or, or Blake unfriended me. <laughs> you know, well, that's, that's okay. 
that's okay. I unsubscribed from things that I, I thought were great, you know, eight months ago. And then I just realized over the last eight months, I'm not feeling it. And I unsubscribed. I unfriended you. You know, we, we, we're, we're not the same. I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> things having, like that. Having thick skin in business, man. I, I think it's so true. Yeah, yeah, I think when that unsubscribe notice comes through, you're, there's always that that temptation to, I guess, feel the punch to the gut a little bit. But it's it's just yeah, he doesn't little, like me. She yeah. doesn't like me. Uh, why won't you be my friend? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, it, it, you kind of said this a second just a second ago. I mean, first of all, man, I love the comment on you're you're so right. Infinitely cheaper to keep a customer, or infinitely even flipping it, infinitely more profitable to keep a customer than find a new one. But also, I think, you know, with people, you know, talking about unfriending, unsubscribing, no longer following you, what have you, you know, in some ways, you only want to do business with the people who are like-minded. And so, if they, if they self-opt out, you know, it's not, the worst, it's not the worst thing in the world, right? Right, right. That's it, that's it exactly. You know, and I, I know you're probably feeling some of this as a podcaster because you want to see your numbers. You want to, even most social media, we want to see the numbers going up. You know, and we hate that five people unsubscribed, you know, this week or whatever. It's all about the numbers and getting the numbers up, you know, but I just focus on the true fans. Just focus on, like I say, my database right now, I have 2,000 people in that database. If I can get it down to 200 or even 100, 5% of those are true fans that are kicking out one or two referrals a month to me. Um, That's great. That's making it. I love it. Yes, buddy. Well, we're, we're about out of time. Tell me what, what's next for you. What are you working on? Um, what, what are you passionate about right now? That's top of mind. Renovating houses. All right. Right now I'm in the process. I, I'm, I'm, we're working on a, a two unit building here in the city. As I said, my office is in Princeton. I purchased a, a, a two family in Trenton. And uh, there are a couple of other, other opportunities on that block as well. So I'm really thinking about scooping those up. And I'm thinking a great legacy would be to just uh, redevelop a whole block. Mm. You know, I, I'm not in a position, I don't have the kind of money where I can go out and buy two or three acres and build a subdivision and, uh. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. But if I could just just start buying one or two houses at a time on this block, renovating those houses and getting them back out there, renting them or selling them, that would be a great legacy, mm. you know? Uh, so I'm giving that a, a, a lot of thought. So in the meantime, we're renovating this one two unit building and I'm in the process, hopefully of closing, uh, uh, in a week on another single family. Uh, so that's what we're focusing on now is, is uh, just, you know, trying to get to the point where I'm like Blake Benz, where I have that money coming <laughs> in and you know, I'm living the good life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, what, what can my listeners do to, if they want to reach out to you, if they want to follow you, if they want to get more information from you, what does that look like? Well, you can always go to my website or Facebook or LinkedIn. Uh, I have a couple of websites. My appraisal website for those in New Jersey who want to order an appraisal is uh, tightandrightrealestatevaluation.com. You can always go to the cardwellthaxtongroup.com to uh, reach out to me. Or just Google my name. And there must be a page and a half on me on Google. Probably a little <laughs> bit more than that. Just Google my name. And go from there. there. Okay. That's easy enough right there. Just Google my name. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, Cardwell, it was great having you on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you, Blake. It's been a pleasure talking with you, man. I wish you much success. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, for the listeners, hey, I will put some of those, uh, I'll put all those episode, uh, excuse me, those link, those links to reach out to Cardwell down in the episode description below. Also, if you're a first-time listener, what the heck are you waiting on? Click that subscribe button so you can keep yes. getting good advice straight to wherever you are. And also, if you enjoyed this episode, which why the heck wouldn't you, go ahead right. and click that five-star review button. Hey, we appreciate you. Thanks for following the podcast. We'll catch you later. We'll see you. Yeah. Uh.